0: You are listening to a Mint production, brought to you by HT Smartcast. Hi, this is Nabruta Patel from Mint's personal finance team. And in this episode of Why Not Mint Money, we will be talking to Aditya Kondavar. Aditya is an investment banker and equity research analyst and the chief operating officer at JST Investments. For those who don't know, Aditya has quite a following on Twitter and is known for his take on stocks, investments, and IPOs.
1: Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money? A personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey.
0: Hi Aditya, thank you for joining us today.
1: Hi Namrata, thanks a lot for having me and thanks a lot for those uh, kind words.
0: <laughs> in fact, I actually found you on Twitter, Aditya, so I, it was you know, fitting for me to introduce you in that way. <laughs>
1: Uh, I have met a lot of people through Twitter, so yeah, it's always nice to you know hear that again and again. Yes,
0: yeah, so I did read your interesting takes on a few IPOs and stocks, and that's how I you know kind of discovered you.
1: Thank you so much, Namrata.
0: So, you're welcome. So you know I can safely say you now fall into that category of financial influencers, and so I thought of inviting you on the podcast to know more about your personal investment journey. So take us through your personal investment philosophy.
1: Sure. So Namrata, uh, my relationship with money uh, on a very serious note started in 2012 uh, when I was pursuing my bachelor's. So I was in Manipal University and, uh, you know, my our, our family financial condition wasn't really good at all. Uh, in fact, you know, my dad's business had just run into the ground and uh, to put it very mildly, we were literally on the road. We had no savings, we had no house, we had nothing. So, you know, uh, it, it uh, I, I, al- I had always felt that need that, you know, I, I would want to earn money and that too quickly. Uh, and, you know, it was a godsend gift that, you know, a lot of my classmates were dabbling in IPOs. So 2012 2015 uh, I dabbled in a few IPOs I made money as well you know uh, it helped me create a good party fund uh, you know for for someone who's in college uh, earn, earning 100% or 200% on that pocket money was like uh, like hitting a jackpot right but then again I lost money in a few a few bad IPOs uh and then you know th- that is when I started taking money and investments very seriously uh, if I had to summarize my philosophy regarding money, I would always uh, say that, you know, whatever, whatever inflows I get, uh, the first thing that I would do with that is to uh, save aside a certain part of it uh, and invest that and then uh, take care of my expenses. So, in fact, again, a very interesting experience from my college, Namrata. So, we so we had a subject called Principles of Banking. So, we had a professor called Mr. Uh, Mr. Pai. So on first day, you know, he comes and he says that, uh, you know, uh, savings is not equal to, uh, income minus expenses. Uh, it is so, so he, he told us this basically to put it in short. He said that, you know, uh, don't spend first and then save later, you know, save first and then whatever is left, do your expenditures with that. So it's a very, uh, I mean, it would sound very simple. It would sound uh, quite stupid, but you know, once you start doing it, it can have a very big impact on your money the way you approach money right because uh when you are spending first and then saving later you would always think that okay savings will always come last but in the second uh regime right in the second discipline you would always make sure that you save a certain percentage and you invest a certain percentage and then you try to tweak around your expenses so this ensures that you have a certain discipline to life right and it ensures that your money Keeps growing, so money makes money, right? We have a very big, uh, we have a very underrated code in the market, uh, underrated codes in the market, right? So money makes money, and I, I believe this was, this was the only thing that I remember from college, and I'm very thankful to Mr. Pai that he taught us that.
0: <laughs> right, and absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, I don't think there's anything stupid. Rather, simple is what actually works when it comes to investments. So I guess you got the right lesson at the right age. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, Aditya, what does your portfolio look like right now, and how do you, uh, you know, invest? amongst different asset classes
1: sure so uh number we know we have various asset classes you know we have equity debt gold real estate and we have a new asset class uh which is alternate asset classes which is crypto etc cetera, etc cetera, right so for me, uh, you know, the majority of my wealth is concentrated into equities. Uh, so 86% of my wealth is into uh, direct equities. Uh, I research stocks myself. Uh, that is what I do for a living, right? So uh, I have a concentrated portfolio of eight stocks, wh- wh- wherein uh, five stocks have the maximum weight. Uh, I would say I have 2 to 3% in uh, PPF. Uh, again, over here, I would like to mention that this was started uh, long back by my father and I have been continuing it from the past seven eight years. Uh, I have two percent cash. I have one alternate alternate class, which is uh, unlisted equities or pre-IPO so I would say approximately four to five percent over there uh, spread across around uh, four to five companies. and uh, <coughs> I have a six percent emergency corpus which I have divided into various buckets. Uh, so i have uh, I have spread this emergency corpus across savings account uh liquid cash uh debt funds and liquid funds also uh just want to make it clear that you know i'm uh, i'm just 27 uh i can take that amount of risk uh you know with equities uh high volatility does not really concern me or uh Give me a bad uh, sleep, bad bad sleep at night, right? So I'm pretty comfortable with having a very uh, a majority chunk of my wealth in equities because my goal in life is to create wealth and equities is a medium to high risk game with medium to high returns. So I'm okay with that. I just wanted to make it clear. Uh, I don't have any mutual funds. Uh, I do have a pro- I do have a real estate property, but I'm not counting it as such. Uh, and uh, no alternate classes such as cryptocurrency, etc. etc.
0: Right, that's a very interesting portfolio aditya and also I should mention, you know, since you mentioned that the risk appetite is what is also considered when you you know, invest in stocks. Yeah. And another major aspect is that you come from an equity research background and you do have the time and the kind of knowledge base required to invest in stocks, which is very important for anyone who is dabbling in stocks.
1: Absolutely Namrata. You're, uh, you're very right. Uh, I think... Uh... I should add something more to this since you mentioned about it is that, you know, I am full time into equities. I'm full time into the markets. I can research about stocks. I can listen to the management, management commentary and I can form a view of the company. But people who do not really have the resources at their disposal, such as the time uh, or the know how to research equities, I would humbly request you that you can even look at mutual funds as an option. You can look at active funds or passive funds. Again, uh, according to a risk appetite, you can choose either of them or a combination of them because, you know, doing SIPs for five, seven, 10 years can also create a lot of wealth for you. It's not necessarily necessary that you have to do direct equity by yourself. It's not necessary that you have to research stocks and find those multi baggers. Even SIPs that you do for 7 10 years can yield you a CAGR of 12 to 13 percent, and good funds can even yield you upwards of that.
0: And how would you how do you usually rebalance your portfolio, depending on market situations and your life circumstances?
1: Uh, so number uh I mean I don't really switch a lot between equity and debt I don't take that those kind of tactical calls so I always I always say that you know uh, I'm always long so being long means that I'm always investing in the markets uh luckily just so luckily just before just before the covid fall uh, I had gotten a bi- uh, a good amount of inflow so again I had started deploying that during the covid fall uh, so it's not something that I take a call on it's not as if you know I would say that okay uh, at current market at the current uh, junction uh, in the markets you know there is a lot of geopolitical tension uh, the US Federal Reserve is going to hike their interest rates so valuations are going to come down and the market is going to fall so I'm going to re- reduce my exposure in equities uh, from 86% to just 50% or 40% I'm not going to do that as uh, to be honest what I may do is that you know uh, if I feel that okay at the current juncture the stocks that I like are expensive I mean there is no there is not even a single stock that i can invest in so then i may just accumulate that fund and then my deplo- then i may deploy it later but to be honest i don't tweak around a lot with my equity exposure it always stays uh, heavily concentrated so it will always be more than 80 90 percent
0: and i uh, since you know you are uh, used to twitter and you know explaining yourself in short uh, let's get to know you and your take on investments better through a rapid-fire questionnaire. So I'm <laughs> sure. going to name asset class or investment <laughs> avenue, and you sure. give your opinion in, say, one sentence or maybe one word or as, you know, concisely as possible. How, sure. How does that sound? Yeah, done. <laughs> yeah? Okay. Great. So, let's go. Uh, first, real estate.
1: Uh, not necessary. I mean, if you if you really want real estate, you can look at REITs, but is uh, but don't try to just get into the real estate game just because people are telling you to. You know, there are better ways to play it. So REIT, yeah. Ah,
0: uh, fixed deposits.
1: Uh, not really fond of it. Uh, I don't have it.
0: Uh, then unit linked insurance plans ulips
1: not at all don't uh, don't mix uh, insurance and investments please keep them separate uh, don't complicate things simple is best in markets
0: so since you mentioned don't mix insurance with investments yeah. health insurance and life insurance
1: health insurance uh, so uh, Namrata, if with your permission i would like to add a small snippet from my own journey here if you allow me Definitely, definitely, please, so, please Yeah, so uh, you know, uh, I'm a fitness freak and, you know, the, the day I got my first salary, right? Uh, so I had read about personal finance. I had read about investments. Uh, so the moment I got my first salary, I invested it all in the markets, right? That was a very big mistake that I did uh, because, you know, I always thought that, you know, I'm uh, I'm a very healthy person. I'm a gym go uh, I- I'm a fitness freak. Nothing will happen to me because I'm taking care of my health. But that was a very bad decision on my part. Uh, even if you are fit and healthy, you should go ahead and buy a health insurance. Uh, it is it is a hedge against your life uh i mean against against any un, uh, unforeseen circumstances right uh if anything happens to you uh and you don't ha- you don't have to do a lot of uh, out of pocket expenses so health insurance is mandatory don't even think about it uh please go ahead and buy it if you haven't please go ahead and buy it and if you have a employer health insurance still go ahead and buy a personal one
0: and uh, what about life insurance
1: so life insurance if you uh a certain the need for it. Uh, if you have any dependence on you, or if you have any obligations on in your name, please go ahead and buy a life insurance. Again, it is mandatory, but uh, uh, depending if if uh, need if, if a need is actually there.
0: Uh, ELSS schemes, equity linked saving schemes.
1: So yeah, I mean, uh, if you want to take, uh, I mean. Again, uh, over here, what you should do is that there is no best ELSS as such. Uh, you, you can go through the portfolios and see which one fits your philosophy. Uh, please, please uh, think about ELSS not at the end of the year, but at the start of the year. Uh, and uh, yeah, ELSS is a good option uh, to take care of ATC. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, we also already know your take on stocks and IPOs, so <laughs> I'm going to ask about mutual funds.
1: Yeah, so mutual funds uh, is an amazing instrument. Uh, you know, keep a very simple portfolio here of uh, say three to five funds. Have a mix of active, passive, and some international exposure as well, because uh, international exposure such as US stocks, uh, US US markets is where a lot of innovators are situated. So uh, with a combination of these two three things, you can uh, build a very good uh, mutual fund portfolio. And if you if you have zero time uh, in your life, you can just pick up two three index funds, and you you're, you're good to go. Just SIP them for 7 to 10 years.
0: Right. And I think the last question for today would be gold.
1: So, uh, I mean, gold can be a part of your portfolio, 5 to 10%. The government has come up with sovereign gold bond schemes. Gold ETFs are there. And of course, uh, physical gold is is also there. Uh, But depending on your need, uh, so for example, I, sp- I have spoken to a lot of people who have to pass on uh family gold right so they have to purchase gold and pass it on to their children and then they will pass it on to their children right so uh, in your portfolio depending on your need right uh you can have a bit of physical gold you can have sovereign gold bond schemes and you can have gold ets uh, uh, all three of them will serve different purposes all three of them will have different pros and cons but combined it will be a good exposure and just to add, a gold can act as a hedge to your portfolio no, against your equities.
0: Okay, Aditya, that, thank you. That was fun and also very informative. Thank you for joining us today. It was a pleasure speaking to you.
1: Thanks a lot, Namrata, for having me.
0: And I hope you continue giving us your valuable insights on Twitter. Look forward to reading many more IPO reviews and stock analysis.
1: Thanks a lot, Namrata. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Aditya. That's all from today's episode of Why Not Mint Money? If you have any more questions for Aditya or liked this episode, do drop in your comments on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Namrata Patel06 N A 6 namratapatel 6 Thank you for tuning in. This was a mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast.
1: HD Smartcast.